0: Welcome to Wingmakers Internet Radio, where we focus on the writings, music, art, and philosophy of the Wingmakers. Your hosts are Darlene and John Burgess. Join us as we explore new dimensions of thinking, feeling, and living in the 21st century. Hello, everybody. I'm John Burgess.
1: I'm Darlene Burgess.
0: And we're here again with another... Show about uh, wingmakers. Today, we want to talk about the connection between the WingMakers.com website and the Lyricus.org website. The three—I would say—three things, Darlene, uh, of major importance in the history of wingmakers in terms of its being on the internet is the the time it first appeared on the internet, which I believe was November 23rd, 1998. That's right. uh, in which it was simply like a very static site. There was just information there, there was the novel, there were different things there, but there was really no one you could communicate with directly. And then early in 2001, uh, the website uh, was different. It was redesigned. Uh, it was redesigned a little bit, and it was redesigned about a year after that, I believe. But in 2001... Uh, there was suddenly some articles and items for sale, and the site became what we might call more active, I guess, would be a good way to put that. And that's when we really discovered the site and got involved with it.
1: We discovered it in March of 2001?
0: Yeah, I mean, I had...
1: We seriously started studying it.
0: Right, I tapped into it around the end of 2000, around Christmas, and we read some information but didn't get too involved. So we revisited it about uh, March of 2001, and we saw that there were paintings for sale, and there was a CD-ROM, the first source
1: and disc. music
0: yeah, and music on that. And so that was like the second major event, I believe, in this whole presentation of information. And then the third event that I consider major, and I believe you did too, was when, uh, on December 31st of 2003, <laughs> uh, the Lyricus.org uh, website came online. And the Lyricus.org site is um, inspired by the same source as wingmakers.com. That's right. Uh, uh, James is the creator of, or the translator creator uh, of the Wingmakers materials that we find on the Wingmakers site. And it also appears that he has initiated, at least at the beginning, the effort to put the Lyricus site uh, on the internet. And this gets into the whole thing of what's Lyricus all about and what what is this Lyricus teaching order. Uh, probably about the middle of 2001, was it, that James began to answer questions. Uh,
1: June, July of 2001, questions were answered.
0: Yes, and I believe we have probably mentioned in other places uh, in our talks and whatnot that there are three sessions available of questions and answers on the WingMakers site. If people uh, link to uh, go to the site and click on Creator, uh, there's a statement there by James, and then there are uh, three sessions of Q&As that they can, they can uh, read and download. And, uh, but in the beginning of those sessions, in the first one, and I think maybe the second one even more, uh, James slowly began to reveal the fact that he belonged to a teaching order, a cosmic order of advanced beings, human beings, by the way, uh, called the Lyricus Teaching Order. And then, suddenly, uh, at the very end of 2003, Lyricus.org appeared on the internet, and um uh, it contains some very interesting information. It's a bit different than Wingmakers itself in that the Lyrica site is uh, kind of has a neutral tone to it. It's uh, The splash page is like tones of gray and, I guess, blue. Uh, and uh, there are articles that are um, contained on the site that, um, I guess they are, um, uh, I don't know how you'd put it, philosophical slash scientific uh, how would you
1: I would say so they're very written very uh well more from the scientific viewpoint than from any other and uh give you a broad spectrum of what the um, Lyricus teachers are here to have happen with humanity in the next 100 years
0: yes yes that's that's a good way to put it uh and I think maybe they created a bit of maybe fuss or confusion even in the Wingmakers community, perhaps. I mean, I'm guessing because as to, well, what does Lyricus.org have to do with Wingmakers? I mean, why is there, what is the link between these two? And, in fact, there's an article on the Lyricus site itself that helps explain that a little bit. And um, it's only like a page and uh, basically one page of information. But we're going to read that today and, and have a conversation about it. And uh, and talk about it a little bit, and then that'll uh, perhaps um, add a little bit more to other people's understanding of it. Uh, we'll but, give
1: them the bridge. It's kind of like the where's bridge? the yeah. bridge between you know the wing makers have an exciting kind of thing and, and more visually uh, colorful, and then you go to this one, and then people tend to think, oh well, it's kind of dull. And so this is the understanding of the bridge between <laughs> between the two. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, the wingmakers' site itself. Uh, see, because these are lyricist teachers, they teach different using different modalities, and the wingmakers' site itself, we could say, is one of the teaching methods that they employ in order to present new information to humanity. So one of the one of the uh, one of the forms that that teaching takes on the Wingmakers site is a novel. You know, it's a fiction novel, science fiction novel, that is based on real things that are happening in the world, except that the characters' names are changed and the characters are composites of of real-world characters or people that may exist in different areas. You know, and so... And then there's music and the paintings and the poetry and all that. So that is a... I mean, you've been in education, so isn't this a form, a way of teaching people?
1: Well, it's a way of using all the modalities that people have Mm -hmm. available to them. Some people might like music better than they like art. I know most of us aren't really into poetry, but some groups really like poetry. So it's a way in which you're using all the modalities, the, the, the kinesthetic, the visual, and the auditory, all the modalities, to reach a large section of the population to activate them in understanding what Lyricus is going to be teaching them about.
0: Mm. That's a good way to put it. I'm glad you explained it that way. And then, of course, there are these Lyricus discourses that began to appear at first on the Wingmakers site, but now are all available on the Lyricus site. So the discourses, again, are another way that they teach Uh, which is a bit different than what Wingmakers itself is doing.
1: And it's also a different idea than than most of the time we've done in in our educational system. It's kind of a a real dialogue type of thing that is to be read aloud so that you really are getting in touch with your own self in the process of reading it. So it's kind of a unique experience to hear yourself read out loud because most people hate to read out loud because it's usually the type of a group And so this is a way in which to uh, really uh, have that, your own voice, vibrate within your being to really have it connect to your wholeness navigator, as he calls, or your soul, to really see what is going to be, how does it activate your DNA, and what does it cause you to do.
0: Yes, because uh, what we've learned, and other people familiar with wingmakers have learned that... um, Sound and music are a major factor in all the material that's available on the Wingmakers site itself. And in fact, when you go to the lyricist site and you go to the different pages, uh, music will be playing in the background. And so music and the inner voice, as you just explained, are very important, and that's why it's recommended that the material be read aloud, especially the lyricist discourses.
1: As the music is playing in the background, yeah. because what I understand... With like the Mozart effect, is that's kind of what you're doing, is that the music will release the mind to pick up and learn, and give it a freedom to learn, as just as if we just read it, it can constrict, and if we have music, it's going to leave it open to have the right flow of things coming into it and relax it to help it learn in a greater capacity or better.
0: Okay good explanation. Well, with that then, why don't we uh, get into reading this uh, material and discussing it. So, I'll start with it, and uh, uh, if people want to find this uh, this piece, um, if they navigate to lyricist.org, I believe it's under the Introduction section, uh, isn't it? I believe it is. Well, we'll give you other information about that after our break, so you know exactly where it is. So, I'm just going to start this now, and then um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Wingmakers. Lyricus is aligned with the central race, or wingmakers, and the great majority of its members are from the central race. Within Lyricus, expertise is centered on seven disciplines the fields of genetics, neo-sciences, metaphysics, sensory data streams, psycho-coherence, cultural evolution, and the sovereign integral. Lyricus is not focused exclusively on philosophy or spiritual teachings. Its central purpose is the irrefutable discovery of the humanoid soul upon three-dimensional, life-bearing planets.
1: I think that uh, we need to discuss, so that people will help get a better understanding of these seven sites, or these seven disciplines, because these seven disciplines are related back to the novel, which uh, Samantha tells Naruda that she had this vision with the wingmakers and they showed her a map of these seven sites.
0: On different continents on different, of the different
1: earth. Of the, of the earth. She couldn't see them very well, but she knew that they were there. And then in the interviews, again, uh, you find that Neruda is talking to the
0: journalist, journalist
1: and, and tells her that he has to find these seven sites. Yep. And so each site represents one of the Lyricus teaching disciplines.
0: Okay, and before you... Do your list there. I'll just fill in that Samantha is a remote viewer. Right. That these are these are the characters in the novel
1: that work for the ACIO.
0: Yes, Advanced Contact Intelligence Organization, the super secret section of the of the of the National Security Sorry. Agency. So in any event, uh, so Doctor Naruda gets this information and he defects from the organization and now he knows that the site they found in New Mexico
1: is the first one that talks about genetics. And the human genome.
0: Yes, so that site is related to genetics. And um, from what we understand, genetics is the central discipline of the Lyricus teaching order, DNA and all the rest of it. And um, should I name where the, the continents, where they're supposed to be located? I'll try to remember them from my okay. memory here. Yes. Do you?
1: Genetics is?
0: In New Mexico. Chaco, excuse me, Chaco Canyon, New Mexico. Hope you're saying that right, John. Chaco or Chaco, <laughs> right?
1: Okay.
0: Uh, the second, uh, the second site that Has- we know about is in Cusco. Yes. Uh, after I name them, then you can get into the list okay. and we'll relate them. But I'll just try to reel them off here for the listeners. Um, so we have New Mexico in North America and South America is Cuz- Cuzco, Peru, uh, which is um, going to be called the Canyon. Site and there's already music related to that site that's been released as music CDs. Uh, Hakomi, H A K O M I. Then there are other sites, and we don't know what order they'll be released in, but as of now, we know that there's another site in um, is it Finland,
1: Scandinavian countries? Yeah, yeah, Helsinki, Finland,
0: yeah, Helsinki. Uh, another one near Lake Chad in Africa, right? Uh, Another one in um Canton, China.
1: Right.
0: Another in um the central Australia. Right. Near that large rock. Ayers Rock? Yes. In Australia. And the seventh site, I think that's all of them, is uh beneath in Lake Vostok. It's in well Lake Vostok is beneath the surface of Antarctica.
1: You mean it's under all that ice?
0: Yeah, there's a freshwater lake that's been buried there for I don't know how long. So they're the seven sites. And each one of these sites will relate to one of the disciplines of Lyricus. So so with that, Darlene is going to talk a little bit about um, these sites and how they relate.
1: Well, the first site being genetics in the human genome is really talking about the molecular biology of a human species. Uh, In the Lyricus uh, discourse, uh, James talks about it being quantum biology, which is a new form of biology mm-hmm. that they're talking about. And under the, and when you go to the site, you can actually see he's put there three different areas that you can look at: the Human Genome Project and um, information, and the Human uh, National Human Genome Research Institute. Of the three there, that are there, the second one does not work.
0: Oh, so that link needs to be updated. That link uh, in needs case to be people... updated. Um, by the way, when you go to the uh, Wingmakers uh, homepage, if you look down the right-hand column, you'll see um, web links. I think web it links. says, and that'll take. That's where we got this information. Right. All right. So that's the genetics part of the Lyricus. Right. The next one was neosciences.
1: Those are cosmological sciences. It's the study of the origin and structure of the universe
0: and
1: that uh, and the particle physics and complexity Uh, these um, the ones that are not working is the net lab it says forbidden you cannot get into the net labs I see it
0: here on your list
1: right and the origin that sounded very good because it was a tutorial for how we our long history of the universe, I think maybe JPL put it someplace else and NASA put it someplace else, so you might have to go looking for that one. It was a good one.
0: Oh, yeah, I see it here on that, under cosmological mm-hmm. sciences. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So that has to do with the structure of the universe, origin and structure of the universe. Right. Okay. And then the particle physics part of it is also under neosciences, huh? Right, yeah.
1: and all of that is uh, uh, working fine.
0: All, all right, of so there are right. such things there as
1: what? The, the Institute of Physics, because physics has to do a great deal with the universe and how we see it. Uh, what's kind of fascinating, and as a tidbit, is Newton did all his discoveries and made all his calculations, but they couldn't really prove any of his work until we sent the first rocket up to make sure it worked.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So it really mm-hmm. is a uh, complex and interesting uh, field of study.
0: All right. Is that that it on that one? Now we come to metaphysics. Right. What, Met- is that? what does it say there? What is metaphysics? We kind of bandy the word around. It sort of has... Yeah. I know I even get confused sometimes explaining it to people, but it says here...
1: The study of the causes and the underlying nature of things.
0: So it's physics is implied that that's the physical world and right. the underlying quantum structure and all the rest of it and metaphysics is somehow beyond the physical plane so it has right. to do with you know, you know what's what was here before the physical universe was created okay yeah
1: the first one there is the new thought movement and i just uh, looked at it and went through it and it's, it has a great collection of all sorts of uh, different organizations Uh, that used to kind of...
0: Were born out of it? Were born out of it and
1: and use it as as a way in which to uh, create positive thinking and and move the consciousness from being so negative to being a more Mm. positive, not a reaction to something, but more of a proactive attitude toward
0: uh, one's life. Yeah, didn't... um did the Christian Science Church come out of that
1: the Christian Science Church science mm-hmm. of the mind came out of that a uh, Jacqueline small who's doing a lot of work these days with uh, psychologists and helper uh, and how to do how to She's live written at several books, books yeah yeah is is part of that uh, there's a there's a quite a lot of mm. uh, there's a group in uh, Georgia um, the one my mother was involved with
0: oh I don't uh, Davis
1: they teach meditation and unity all, church and unity church came it's out it's a of big that, organization that's, that's pretty in, big that's yeah, in Missouri it. yeah so all, all of right. those came out of the concept of the new thought movement
0: and then just give us a little bit of the other three and then we the
1: principle of uh, cybernetics is kind of like an outline for accessible just research mm-hmm. and and what a lay person can do the uh, gospel act uh,
0: gnosis thank archive. you
1: Oh, sorry about that, you have to eliminate that, uh, is a comprehensive content that leaks the the myths and belief system that underline divine mysteries. It's kind of like uh, more of the Western Christianity mm-hmm. uh, okay. idea. And then the last one is who's who in, in history of mysticism, and I found that a very uh, good website in that it uh, gives the history going all the way back to as far back as they can all the way through the Greeks and the Romans, and, uh, and at the bottom of it, it gives some definitions and glossaries, so that's a very, very good site.
0: Okay, so the next one that James mentions, or the Lyricist teachers mention, I guess I should say, uh, are sensory data streams. Uh, this is intriguing because it's on this list as a, web, as a link, and what is the first link?
1: Wingmakers, <laughs> but let's define it first. Yeah, the
0: Wingmakers, the site itself,
1: but a sensory data streams are integrated multimedia content that is designed to be a catalytic and accelerative to inform for information of the sovereign integral consciousness, or
0: to the formation of the yeah right. of the sovereign integral consciousness. Wow, that's uh, that's very intriguing, isn't it? And uh, so I think that's one of the interesting aspects of this is that. Um, the entire wingmaker's website is a sensory data stream. So it represents one of the seven disciplines of Lyricus itself. Right. And yet in the story, the story is talking about the seven disciplines, but yet the story is part of, um, the story represents one of the seven disciplines. So that's that's interesting. Well, I
1: think what's also interesting, if you look at it, it also leads to the sovereign Integral. So in other words, what I see from that is that as we integrate the multimedia, multitasking of this this century, the end result would be the formation of the sovereign integral consciousness within humanity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's two sites there. One is the Wingmaker site, and one is the site for Charlotte Marie. And she is a uh, person who has done work with the Lyricist on creating the music that uh, is um, multi-layer music to help this whole thing uh, work.
0: Yeah, let me just expand on that for a minute. Uh, Charlotte Marie's uh, voice, the way we understand it, and um, uh, she discussed... No one really knows, you know, James is producing this music somewhere. We're not sure where. Uh, Apparently with his own studio, his own equipment, and all the rest of it, but yet there are voices on there that are not just um, electronic loops or things right. that he's gotten, because you can just tell from listening. So no one's really sure who everyone is, uh, but Charlotte Marie was identified, and she you know, has confirmed it. It's not a super secret at this point, if, for any reason, but that she is the voice on the very first CD that was released. That was Chambers' um, 11 to 17, Uh, That was the one that was produced by Soul... Soul Food. Yeah. Uh, And then her voice um, is again present in Hakomi Chambers 4, 5, and 6 CD and in the Grand Portal uh, CD, the Lyricus one, which is the latest. So she has helped um, uh, lay her voice over on some of these tracks. And she works with what? What is that called? Toning? Toning. Toning and the theory of, of... She's what? An expert in all these sacred languages.
1: Right. And she uses that uh, in her uh, other music. But I think what I like, this statement, I'd like to read it pioneering yeah. a vision of new music that offers an extraordinary, entertaining, interdimensional musical experience. And that what she says here is that every atom has a frequency, mm. pulsed by the breath of the universe. And every spirit has a song awaiting the season of the illuminated heart.
0: Wow, that is quite a statement. I like that. Her, she's uh, really good and very dedicated to this this work, uh, in a big way. All right, shall we move on? I Are you so. done there uh, with done. that? Mm-hmm. So, well, now we'll move to the next one: is psycho coherence,
1: which <laughs> is an interdisciplinary approach to understanding how the human body. Mind and soul cooperate, interact, to achieve enhanced awareness and purpose. And here we have, he has put under here, the American Psychological Association. There's some very good uh, articles on that I looked at. The mm-hmm. Lucid Institute, which talks about the role and attainment of lucid dreaming.
0: Wow, very good.
1: And the last one is Psychic, which is an electronic journal for uh, interdisciplinary explanation of the nature of consciousness.
0: All three of them look interesting, and there's probably a lot more out there, but they just haven't been placed on here on here yet.
1: Well, I think what's, what's interesting, if you, you put in consciousness and, and find it, you'll find that Oxford is doing some extraordinary work with the consciousness, Uh, Other places are too. So consciousness field is really uh, wide open to exploration at this time.
0: Yeah, when you were reading that, though, that's that's um, good information to have. And but I was also thinking that you know this is psycho coherence, and yet what we have in the world is actually like psycho incoherence. (laughs) uh, In terms of all of us at this point in the planet, we're trying to become coherent, and uh, so I mean it just sort of sets it in in uh, in stark uh, uh <laughs> description there the fact that we are moving toward hopefully psycho coherence right. okay the uh the next one is cultural evolution
1: Cultural evolution is really the cultural linkages and cross-cultural insights that set in motion the formation of a global culture
0: and we need that today don't we i think and the that, world i think that begin to be developed
1: I think it's slowly being developed, and I think that's why you see a reaction against it, because most uh, people feel their culture will be swallowed up by the global culture that's present, and that's not necessarily true, but that's just the fear of anything new and change in in anybody's life.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of those fears are well-founded, because some people that are trying to impose their views on others don't understand the proper way to do that or a respectful way. So what we're trying to learn as humans on the planet is how do we create... uh, Let's just say we did have visitors come to our planet. Uh, What would be the culture of human beings on planet Earth? You know, We should have one global culture that represents who we are, but that does not mean that all the other cultures that are important to nations and ethnic groups and tribes all over the planet, all that needs to be honored also as part of the um, wonderful display and diversity of humanity on the planet. But still, we should have a, a, a global culture that represents it. And I think all those will eventually be integrated and work together. Uh, so anyway, I didn't mean to that's go good. off there.
1: That's, that's good. Science and spirit is one of these, and it explores the relationship between science and religion in the context of our everyday life. And I think that's a very important one now because science science and the scientific discoveries that are happening at this moment are happening so fast that you can hardly keep up with it. But they really are uh understanding more and more about the human body and how it can really uh increase uh, our everything about us in the sense of our our living process. So it's a it's a good site. Then inner exploration um That was about mysticism and and Eastern forms of meditation. Wow. it looks uh, interesting. It is. It was a very Mm -hmm. good site. And then uh, all of us can remember uh, Joseph Campbell being interviewed by Bill Moyer in that fabulous series. Yeah. They've done a fabulous website uh, for all his books and information and it's called the the Joseph Campbell uh, Foundation. So when you click on that, You can go to all his stuff and his comparative religion and his mythology and his uh, power of the myth.
0: Sounds real interesting. Uh, I mean, I have visited some of these sites in the past, but I haven't been to them recently, and you kind of forget about it, but every once in a while I'll click and go back, and I haven't been to any of these sites in about a month, so I'm glad you reviewed them. And finally, though, the seventh discipline mentioned in the paper we're reading is Sovereign Integral.
1: And I love this following statement. No information given for any links at this time. So therefore, there are none. So therefore, it looks like it's the mystery. It's in, our, it's in, in the our mystery theory. right now.
0: And maybe in a few years, there will be links that have to do with sovereign integral because the only reference to it was in your description of Wingmakers, I believe, right. where it said um, right. what a sensory data stream was. Right which was integrated multimedia content that is designed to be catalytic and accelerative to the formation of the sovereign integral consciousness. So the Wingmakers themselves teach us not only all these disciplines, but one of them is how to achieve a certain level of consciousness through the use of all these disciplines. So it's pretty exciting. Well, uh, why don't we take a break here, and uh, when we come back, Uh, We're going to finish reading and discussing this paper, so um, we'll do a little music right now, and then we'll come back in a few minutes. Okay, we're back right now, and uh, we just played a small piece of an extract or a cut from uh, Lyricus' CD, The Grand Portal. So we hope you enjoyed uh, that little piece of music.
1: Which so, Charlotte Marie was part of.
0: Yeah, she, her voice is in that. I don't know if she was actually in that cut, but she's on that CD, her voice. Yeah. And others who we don't know. We don't know who they are, but they're there. They're in the mystery. Yes. All right, why don't we continue reading this uh, this article uh, on, on the, the link between the Wingmakers and Lyricus. Lyricus could be likened to the Jesuits or Tibetan monks of the central race, except that the teachers of Lyricus place a much more significant emphasis on the nexus of the integrated sciences and arts. Nonetheless, They are a faction of the central race and bear responsibility for shepherding a species to the grand portal and thereby indoctrinating the species as a whole into the broader network of the intelligent, interconnected universe.
1: That's pretty powerful. It's a big assignment.
0: (laughs) I think so. Probably much bigger than we can even conceive, but at least we're getting a little glimpse of, of this process. So that um, so they are a teaching order, so they're dedicated to, just like a, a, a monk would be, they're dedicated to um, teaching uh, humanity uh, on a cosmic scale.
1: You could also say that they really pay attention to the mission that they've been given by the head of their order.
0: Yes, whoever that, that head is. I mean, That's is right. it God, or is it, you know, it's first source, or we don't really know uh, exactly, but... Uh, the highest intelligent being that's talked about in Wingmaker's material and Lyricus is God or what it's called, First Source. Right. So um, they have a mission, and it's to shepherd um, a species to the Grand Portal or the discovery of its own immortality. Yeah. But they don't do it through religion. That's that's the big difference. Uh, they do it through. Uh, the nexus or the interconnection between the sciences and the arts, so that that sets them off a little bit different than a religious order, doesn't well, their, it?
1: their mission is different. Their mission is to proof, and scientific proof is very uh, firm. I can, if I can do that science experiment in New York City, then I should be able to do it in Moscow, I should do it in Beijing, I should do it in Canton, I can do it everywhere if it's science. Uh, Whereas if it's a mystical experience by religion, then everybody is going to experience that in a different way because it's of a different cultural mindset and understanding. But if it's science, it's gotta match.
0: That really does uh when we enter that phase, and it's supposed to happen during this century in a gradual you know, step-by-step fashion, uh, that... Um, it's called protocols. Well, that event, the, the beginning of that process, is going to really change the rules of life on the planet, and uh, it's going to be a big thing. In fact, it says in the material, which we will cover eventually, that it's the biggest thing, the biggest event that can happen to any uh, planet planet, of human beings is this gradual uncovering of this multidimensional reality, the proof that it exists, and the proof that we are an immortal, conscious being. So, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Maybe exactly. you move on to the next paragraph here. <laughs> what more can you say? Uh, this task requires a very broad agenda, encompassing genetics at its core, and the other six disciplines... Uh, mentioned above or before as integral but peripheral forces that propel a human species to discover its own animating life force and the subtle vibratory fields in which it operates. Lyricus employs a variety of sensory data streams to awaken a species, ranging from music, books, art, science, culture, and mythology. Generally, these are isolated expressions, but as the species draws closer to the grand portal, the sensory data streams are increasingly integrated, encoded, and represent potent forces for the expansion of consciousness.
1: Well, I did some research on the computer. I thought, well, let's see what would happen, so I just decided to put in uh, animating force. And when I put in animating force, I found many, many sites, but the bottom line was, this is like the soul energy that forces the human to be what it is. It is that spiritual animation of the soul. Mm. And then I thought, okay, let's see what- Is it like
0: the life principle? Like
1: Life principle uh-huh. is our animating force, which is the soul.
0: Okay. Wow, yeah. that's interesting.
1: Yeah. And, and it came from all perspectives. I mean, all—all all, we found all sorts of, of, um, Eastern and Western religion, in, interspersed with, which I thought was very interesting, a site from the DARPA, which is the United States government. DARPA. Yes, I found it very interesting. I
0: forget what that acronym means, but.
1: I forgot what it is too, but it's usually I think negative. But it's DARPA. Dot mil m i l slash d s o slash b i o s i. You can take this out if you want to, but it's a good site.
0: Okay, that sounds cool. So, DARPA, so people may be able to do some searches on that. But but the your point is that the animating life force is related to the soul. We think.
1: Based on everything I could read, from old ideas to the very modern military idea.
0: Okay, that's that's. that's I would never have thought you would have found something like that related uh, to the military, but I was know, surprised. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing here is um, mentioning again that Lyricus employs a variety of sensory data streams and. Uh, as we said in the first segment of the show, that the sensory data stream of the Wingmakers website contains all those elements. It, it contains the music and the visual art, and there's a book, and uh, there's items there that have to do with mythology, you know, because the book is like a, the the novel, uh, Ancient Arrow Project, is like a modern myth, you know, but myths are based on truths. Uh, so that's, a, that's, I think, a pretty important thing to look at. Uh,
1: I think the other thing is that we are now looking at subatomic energy vibrations. So we're looking at all subtle uh, vibrations that actually uh, are more powerful than we ever thought them to be.
0: Hmm. Uh, where are you picking that up from this? Oh, you're talking about the subtle vibratory fields? Yep, right. Oh, all right. Okay, I'm sorry. You threw me a little with that. And I wasn't sorry sure about that. where you were coming from. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, that. I mean, we have the animating life force, which is the soul, and uh, most um, uh, texts on ancient psychology. I mean, yoga's different forms of yoga and psychologies, even modern day, uh, point to the idea that the soul, the soul's basis is self-consciousness, consciousness and individuality with a free will, is the core of what soul means at least in what we've studied and i've studied so here you have the soul or consciousness experiencing what you just mentioned subtle vibratory fields in which it operates right. some of those subtle vibratory fields aren't so subtle in terms of the fact that we're living in a physical world you know where and we're in where our consciousness is present inside of a physical brain and physical flesh body but, you know, there are many people out there who who believe that we survive the body, that the body dies and that this consciousness then experiences a, a different environment. Uh, one of these other uh, uh, subtle vibratory fields, you know, some people might call it the astral plane or some people might, uh, more religious bent, might simply call it heaven or hell. But the soul or consciousness is experiencing another vibratory field beyond the physical one. Um, There's no proof of that now, although there's plenty of uh, research been done on near-death experiences and and things of that nature. Yes. Uh, What we're talking about when we talk about the Grand Portal is that there will actually be technologies, you know, machines, uh, measuring devices, that will prove that there is a consciousness that is experiencing something in another dimension and we might be able to see it, hear it, communicate with it, whatever, and this is what is going to start this revolution uh, toward the grand portal. And that's how I I see that. The other thing I just want to mention before we move on, or if you have another comment here, is the fact that uh, these sensory data streams, they become increasingly integrated, but they become encoded. And the encoding is what the WingMakers material is all about at wingmakers.com. Is that the music, uh, the writings, such as the poetry, uh, the philosophy, the lyricist discourses are coded. A coding means that there's some kind of a pattern present that, that may not be obvious or on the surface. Uh, the paintings, for instance, have symbols in them. Now the symbols can be interpreted in terms of what we know about the world out there, like, oh, that symbol reminds me of a mountain or that reminds me of a bird. So that triggers other thoughts in my mind that, so maybe the meaning of this painting has something to do with uh, uh, the strength of a mountain or the freedom of a bird. But James has pointed out that the paintings also have coding that we are not aware of that do affect our DNA in some way. The music especially does it. And um, that may spook some people out, saying, oh, well, you know, what's it doing to me? I don't really know what it's doing to me. But um, that's all part of the process. If you feel drawn to wingmakers and lyricist materials, that's not going to bother you so much. Uh, But that's the idea of the encoding. The coding is happening on a level you can sort of look at and examine and analyze, but there's another coding beneath it.
1: But the coding here is not subliminal to make you go do something. Yes. That okay. It mm. is, it is, sub, it is uh, encoding that works on the DNA within your body itself and activates it. It's activation. Uh, as we study in biology, there's an activation process in order for cells to work. And so it's an activation to create the cells working at a higher level of thought processes in the mind and heart and as this is what it's all about it's not about subliminal uh, activation yeah I'm glad you pointed that mind. out yeah because I
0: wasn't thinking that way yeah
1: people people get a little upset when you say encoded and they get all spooked out as you said which is true but it's not uh, it's not subliminal like our subliminal advertising. Mm-hmm. That we have on our public televisions now—that you know everybody wants something—that's not what it is. It has to do strictly with activating codes that were in our DNA. It could possibly part of, be part of the junk DNA that the scientists at this point don't know what they're there for, mm-hmm. and activate that and not uh, something.
0: And and someone quite um, uh, uh, what's the right word. Mm. Quite, uh, someone might rightfully, you know, ask us, well, how do you know that? And all I could say for myself personally Mm -hmm. is the three to four years that we've personally committed to studying the material, doing the different exercises, it's had nothing but a positive effect on on my outlook, on how I feel about life, on my ability to write, to to speak to groups, to present. It's made me feel better. It's inspired me to... um, uh, uh, find new ideas and new ways of looking into the meaning of, of of things in my life. And believe me, as you know, and maybe some of the listeners, that I've been doing this since I was like this type of study, not Wingmakers, but other things, since I was like 20, 20 years old. So, I mean, this has been over half my life. And I can say that Wingmakers has had a positive effect on me. So whatever coding or whatever way we want to say that that, that is happening, um, I personally could vouch for, for my own sake, that it's been a positive thing.
1: We even do gardening, which we never did before. Yeah, we started
0: doing a little more gardening and getting in touch with the earth, which was something uh, we hadn't done much. But, you know, so, I mean, that's kind of a...
1: We uh, even planted flowers. Literally a
0: mundane effect uh, (laughs) of the the wingmakers' material. Yeah, we did what?
1: We planted flowers. Yeah, we
0: actually planted flowers, so there you go. Okay, uh, why don't we go to the next paragraph here. Wingmakers is an expression of an encoded sensory data stream that is designed to help in the awakening process of those individuals incarnating in ever-increasing numbers over the next three generations. The Wingmakers sites, each of the seven will be translated in a specific order. Each site carries a central theme that is connected to the seven disciplines of Lyricus. These seven disciplines, collectively, are the triggers for those incarnating in approximately 35 to 40 years who will be the scientists, scholars, psychologists, and artists that will uncover and disseminate the grand portal. Wow, there's a lot there in that paragraph, isn't there? Oh,
1: absolutely. And we've kind of, uh, the the definition of a generation uh, is approximately somewhere in the area of 20 years.
0: Yeah, give I think we've got a, maybe a few. The, yeah, the 20 official to 25 or is, something.
1: The, the official definition really is from the birth of the mother to the birth of the first child. In this day and age, that's getting pretty long since yeah. we just had somebody had some, a baby yesterday. It was 56, so... <laughs>
0: In the news, in the you news. about something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
1: So uh, I think we'll take the, the 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 average, which was about twenty to twenty-five years. So that's what it means by a generation.
0: Yes. So there are now this um, uh, when you read this, and someone who may not believe in, uh, in reincarnation, it's it's saying it, this. Well, we're not even discussing reincarnation, but here it's saying that individuals incarnating in ever increasing numbers in the next thirty-five to forty years. Um, is explicitly saying that, oh, there are souls out there, there are conscious individuals who don't exist on your planet yet, perhaps, but are going to be born on your planet. So, whoever's writing this material, or is responsible for this particular essay, knows, or at least they claim to know, that there are souls, or beings, who who come and visit certain planets or are born in certain planets uh, at certain periods of time uh, when they can do an effective change or affect some sort of major change in that planet. And these people are going to become these scientists, scholars, psychologists, and artists that are going to help in the discovery of the human soul. So the uh, these seven wingmakers sites that are in the novel in which Darlene did a good job, you know, telling us, explaining what they all are, genetics, neosciences, and whatnot, as, I guess, as they are uncovered in the story, they are going to contain the very clues and inspiring information that these people that are going to be born will use. So the story itself, which we didn't mention, but maybe most people know it already, that only one quarter of the novel is actually published on the, you know, on the CD-ROM and part of it on the Internet. Uh, so we don't really know what the rest of the story contains, but each part of that story and the and the um, music and the art and the other items that are released along with each site uh, will each contain encoded sensory data stream information that's going to inspire people, and that's pretty exciting stuff.
1: Well, that kind of uh, gives the story of what they, there's a book called Serendipity, it gives all, little explanations about different scientific discoveries and uh, how uh, maybe these scientists came in, and they would, for instance, the benzene ring that was discovered, he discovered it in his sleep. Mm. So as he was sleeping, he saw the snake eating its tail, and he ended up writing the whole thing about the benzene ring. And, uh, you know, all these scientists came in, did the, their mission, and... Uh, Many of them, their uh, experiments or their inventions changed the world.
0: Yeah, lots of these scientists have been mystics even prior to ever being a scientist. But it was the, uh, and you find that when you read about some of the lives of these uh, men and women, that uh, they
1: uh, they had an
0: intuitive sense of something, a vision perhaps, that um, uh, led to the initial idea. And then they spent the rest of their lives formulating, you know, mathematics and whatnot and writing about it.
1: Well, Edison would take a nap, but he would, um, have steel. Two, yeah, would have balls in his hands, so that when when he was dreaming and he had a dream about something and the ball would drop, he'd wake up and write down the the uh, dream that he had about the invention that he needed to make.
0: Yeah, so he Edison must have had a sense that something was happening during sleep that he couldn't quite, you know, we've all had an experience. You wake up from a dream and you say, Wow, I had this dream and I can't quite... I have a feeling that it was important or interesting, but I don't remember the details. So that must have been happening to him, I guess, right? And well, so he, he got he, this idea that if he could hold these steel balls and then they ball, drop. <laughs> that would wake him up and then he would know, you know. And
1: the ones that he didn't do it right away, he never remembered the invention.
0: Well, you know, that... um that reminds me, I think there was a company, I don't know who it was, but uh, that had a, they have a device on the market that um, when you go to sleep at night, you wear this, ma- this like uh, mask over your eyes. And um, when you go into REM sleep and your eyes start moving, mm-hmm. um, it does something that slowly begins to wake you up so that you will become aware that you're dreaming. So it's, it's, a, it's a device. I, I don't think it's to wake you up, but it's to uh, bring you to a certain level of consciousness so that you're doing the lucid dreaming. Mm. You mentioned that before. Right. One of these uh It's under sites, psycho
1: coherence.
0: Under psycho coherence, coherence that there yeah. was a thing there about lucid dreams. Yeah. Lucidity Institute. Right. So, I mean, yeah, people could explore all over the Internet and begin to find research places that are beginning to do work. I mean, um, uh, this heart math thing is a big thing and the lyricist material the latest discourses are beginning to move in a direction of talk about the relationship between the heart and the brain and say that it is actually one system right Uh, and so this again is I don't want to talk about a lot of that today but it's these are hints that there are devices technologies I mean dream machines these meditation things all that that are starting to work on the idea of our consciousness you know
1: Well, also what that helps us is that what they're finding is that that the biology of that system really has an important affect and effect on every part of our living.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Because if if we don't have that in balance, then the body can become diseased and it can cause great heart problems. So really, if the heart is the central pumping instrument in the physical body, and that energy really needs to be uh, basically as calm as it can be.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, the, the whole idea of the heart having a rhythm to it is very symbolic of the... I mean, it's basically telling us, if we want to talk about symbolism, that our, our, our very lives should have a certain rhythm to them, a certain breath, an in-breath, and out-breath, and that there's a flow going on there. And, uh, and so, I mean, this is, this is important to understand. Uh, Our final paragraph here, it's a short one, and uh, let me read that and then we can finish up our discussion. Uh, Wingmakers is part of the mythological expression of Lyricus that typically accompanies its first exterior expression within a species. It is the calling card, announcing its initial approach as it treads softly among the species to which it serves. Wingmakers is the mythological expression of the underlying structure of the Lyricus teaching order. It is symbolic of how Lyricus is brought to the planet. And that's the end of this document. Well, that in itself contains some uh, kind of loaded information because it implies some interesting things that... uh, Perhaps the story itself, the novel itself, um, although not in detail, but perhaps an overall structure of the way things are going to unfold in that novel are illustrative of of what the lyricist teaching order is based upon or what its its structure of operation is. Would you say it's
1: its mission on how to lead the human species to the discovery of the grand portal?
0: You mean the storyline, the the plot of it? Yes, I mean, most definitely.
1: And then you also, we've talked about it too, but that that when Naruto has to take his heroic journey and how each of us has to to be willing to take that journey in order to get to the point where we have that integral consciousness.
0: Yeah, because Naruto, uh, we have to remember... Uh, I' probably mentioned this at other places I know in workshops we talk about it he is he He is um, representative of the hero and the hero 's journey, as you just said and Joseph Campbell talked about that and wrote about it and you know and uh, you know he 's been attached to this ACIO organization for all his life and uh, uh, suddenly the wingmakers come on the scene and they talk to him personally through this technology that they 've left here we don 't know how it was done. But he receives the information personally, and the information transforms him. It absolutely changes him. Uh, And this is so important, because it isn't just the idea that he's been given new knowledge, but it's the idea that the knowledge has transformed his consciousness, has expanded it. And guess what? He no longer fits into the group of which he was a part, and he dedicated his whole life. And so he's driven by this very uh, desire to seek the truth of the wingmakers. He's driven to defect from the organization he's known all his life.
1: Which he would eventually be the head of.
0: Yeah, he was even slated to become the head of this organization, and he leaves it in order to find these uh, other six sites around the world, because they had already discovered the ancient Arrow site in New Mexico.
1: Well, would you say that what they left him and what he saw was kind of like um, his mission statement, that he would do this? They gave him a story. Yes. He saw the story, and now he has a mission.
0: Yeah, in a way, they gave him a mission. And uh, he had the free will to either take it or not. I mean, we all do. But the thing is that um, um, certain information has impact on us. And sometimes we don't understand the nature of the soul in the sense of, well, where were we before we were here in these bodies? So some people believe that uh, we do have a purpose that can be triggered in us when we're ensouled in a body, and that once that's triggered and maybe some people out there have had an experience like that, where they just feel called uh, that they're going to do a certain thing. Uh, Usually that's been understood in the terms of religion, but nowadays it, it could be in terms of other things, like starting an innovative business, or uh, uh, discovering some new art form, or creating beautiful music, you know, has happened in the 1700s, 1800s uh, so so much. And not only in that, that, period.
1: don't forget the Beatles. They changed the world. Yeah, the
0: Beatles were a phenomenon. Like, where did that come from all of a sudden? You know, they were seen to be destined to do that. And uh, so these things are very interesting, and, uh, you know... As we go on with the material, we're going to be talking about lots of those issues. Even more will come up, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be really a fascinating journey for us as we talk about these things. So, in a way then, Lyricus is the source of the Wingmakers website. It's not just one person creating it. One person is the point person in the Lyricus teaching order assigned to translate the material and bring it down for us to understand but there are other teachers uh, working and, uh, from Lyricus on the planet, an- anonymously we're told, uh, who also have roles to play. And I think as we get further and further along here, year after year, uh, new phases of their work is going to come online. And uh, the Internet is an integral, very important part of this whole dissemination of knowledge. And why? Because the knowledge belongs to everybody all over the world. It's not just knowledge for one particular group. Uh, there's no elitist thing going on here. And that's why uh, it was put on the Internet. And we're going to share other articles on the Lyrica site as we go on that will get into that in more detail.
1: It's really a uh, uh, individual thing that you can go into, study it, make it part of yourself, and see how it's going to impact the future at the same time.
0: Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, So we hope you enjoyed this uh, presentation on this uh, material, and um, visit the sites, and if you want to email us about the show, you can send them to info at planetworkpress.com. P-L-A-N-E-T-W-O-R-K-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Info at planetworkpress.com. So until the next time, um, take care, and it's been a pleasure having this chance to talk about these things.
1: Happy Wingmakers time.
0: Goodbye.